And welcome back on the podcast, a special edition with Athletic Director of your Rice House, Joe Carlgard. A fun show in store. We have the other JP, JP Abercrombie, on the extravaganza today, Director of Student Athlete Development. And uh, she, wow, uh, she has got some, some great things uh, to talk about coming up. And right now, a uh, department update. By the way, we will have questions coming up in a, uh, another uh, podcast. Uh, this is a, a two-part podcast with JP coming up, but... Um, we'll have a third part coming up at a later date. B- busy, hectic uh, spring time of year, as you know, Joe, and a lot of lot of stuff to get to. First on the um, athletic side of things, I mean, my gosh, women's basketball uh, was was a big story, obviously, during the spring, and uh, just concluded a great season. But your thoughts on that, and I had some other follow ups on that. But just what were your original uh, thoughts after a great season, championship run in the conference, but didn't end the way we wanted it to, a little shorter. But just your overall thoughts on that. Well, it exceeded uh, expectations. I mean, you know, I, I think I said this at, at some point uh, along the way, uh, maybe shortly after we actually won the conference tournament. And, you know, you close your eyes and think about what it will be like to win a championship, particularly when you've hired a coach and, you know, you've kind of been on the, you know, on the ground floor building something. And it, it just it was better than what I ever imagined. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I never would have thought, uh, that I'd be affected in quite the way that I was uh, up there in Frisco. And then, you know, watching uh, the team perform so admirably at College Station, uh, you know, and come up just short. It, it's It's been quite a ride and something that is amazing to me how proud everybody in all corners of this university is of this team. It's really affected a lot of people, mm-hmm. people who previously have had little to no engagement with the athletics department. Yeah, and just turning around, I took a moment to look around in College Station against uh, before Marquette, just the throng of, of fans and students that made the trip. That was <laughs> that was really rewarding, too. Well, there, there was one point, I think, when the Marquette band was playing or something, and the, the mob and, and, um, and our, our student section started chanting, we can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, <laughs> you know, usually as a small university with a small alumni base, that's us that's really trying to get our voice heard. Mm-hmm. And in this case, we uh, we put together a really nice contingent, mm-hmm. and I, I know the team and coaching staff really felt supported. A lot of things, obviously, to get to athletic-wise, but wanted to, to follow up more about Coach Langley and uh, two social media things I saw with, with you two. One with her, the moment after they win the title, she's pausing and uh, kind of gathering herself. But then I guess it was a little bit after that, it made some social media rounds. I don't know what kids call viral these days, but I saw it retweeted a number of times, you and her just really uh, sharing that moment together. So what did, th- what did that mean? Not only to see the reaction to that, but just everything she's done with the program, because I thought it was perfectly encapsulated, if that's the right rice word, in, in those two tweets that went semi-viral, so to speak. Well, the, the first one, the picture of her, um, you know, I, she may have been praying, you know, it was, a, it was a moment where she simply gathered herself to have a moment to herself while there was sort of chaos erupting around her and the players were coming off the bench. That photo was so beautiful and the way that it was taken in black and white, um, I thought it, it just, uh, you're right, it encapsulated in many ways who she is. I mean, she's just been such a, a, a steady um, guide and leader to this program and has always really focused on core values and process along the way. And I know in that moment, obviously winning a championship, 
you know, you're going to get excited about it. But I thought for her to, to just take a moment to herself uh, really showed a lot about who she is and who I've come to know her to be. Um, you know, the other one, uh, I, you know, I, I when um, Sidney Wiggins hit the corner three at the end of the game and I knew it was over, I got up out of my seat and I, I came around the edge of the court and the buzzer went off. And I, I went, you know, everybody associated with this program has a special relationship with Coach Langley. Uh, no one more so than the players. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I may have cut in line a little bit. <laughs> You've got first. that right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I just, I, I really felt uh, strongly in that moment. And I wanted, to, I wanted to let her know how proud I was of not just her, but of the, the program itself and the way they represent the university and to um, just share that with her. And so, you know, it was a... Um, you know, it, it was not something that I think in any way we could have scripted. And uh, Kevin Richardson was behind me, and I didn't know, and he caught it on video, and, <laughs> and then it got out. And um, I think it, uh, you know, I, I represent the university, and I think it shows how Tina feels about Rice University. Mm-hmm. And that's why it went so viral, that because it does, it does capture all those things you mentioned on the men's basketball side of thing I had an upfront uh, view of that all season but six win improvement over last season really core group uh, such a strong freshman class and just uh, getting to know coach Perry even more this year it seems like they have made uh, so many big improvements that they'll, they'll be felt next season but it seems like he's got them in the right place too yeah and, and Robert Martin I've heard him say this before but he said it in the locker room right after the game uh, just about how much uh, he enjoyed being part of this team and how close this team is the players are with each other and I think that really bodes well for the future um, we surprised a lot of people they surprised me quite frankly I didn't know that we'd be this close to fielding a winning program when the core of your team is really freshman but um, I, I love the way that they play uh, I know there's a lot of upside there, uh, and anyone who's a fan of Rice men's basketball ought to be really excited about the future. A lot of other spring sports to get to. Uh, women's indoor track and field, Michelle uh, Focum qualified for the NCAAs in the triple jump. Um, spring sports, women's tennis ranked in the top 50. Swimming uh, just came runner-up in the uh, swimming NIT. Um, my gosh, where else to go with that? So much to get to, but what do you see – from those other programs that they continue to follow up with what they've done in the past too. Yeah. And our, our women's sports programs are really on fire right now. You know, it goes back to the, uh, you know, the soccer at large birth uh, from 2017 and then to volleyball's conference championship and women's basketball, Michelle uh, qualifying in, in two events in indoor track and then MC Schillinger qualifying for a couple of events at the NCAAs. You know, great team performances as well. I know Coach Bevan thinks he was an injury or two away from, you know, potentially winning the Conference USA indoor meet. So, um, you know, we feel real good as as we start. Uh, uh, actually, we're not even starting. We're we're in some cases uh, halfway through our, our spring sports uh, portfolio. I know the tennis championships are coming up here in three or four weeks, and so. Uh, we feel real good about where our spring sports will land as well after a very successful winter. And uh, football, spring football in Texas, the old Royal quote, but um, what were your thoughts on anything you've heard from Coach Bloomgren uh, and, and the hype coming or some things that the recruiting class and you look at Twitter, I mean, just the buzz around the program seems to be very, it's almost palpable where you can sense the guys. There's really a forward momentum after 
a good end to last year that went against ODU, but it seems like they're taking that into the offseason pretty well. I'd say there's three big things that I see as differences this year. One is that our numbers are better for spring ball, and they're going to be much better this summer and fall as well. Just the, the depth that we're going to have uh, in the form of, of walk-ons and freshmen and transfers and grad transfers will lead us to be able to practice better and you know presumably have better outcomes on the field on game day too. Um, and then the, the second thing I'd say is um, that I think the uh, I, I think what I've observed from spring practices is that uh, they're faster uh, and more efficient than they were last year. So the, the players know what to expect in spring practice. Our practice periods, you know, they're they're I think they're six minutes long, and they know how to transfer from one practice period to the next. So. It's really important that we be efficient with practice time at Rice, particularly in the sport of football. And I'd say that we've we've assumed that now, and that's that's become a critical part of the program. And then I think the third thing is, you know, we've added some uh, some upper class leadership in the form of junior college transfers and graduate transfers that'll impact the program significantly come this fall. On the baseball side of things, we're really uh, knee-deep into the season. I know you had uh, some good season ticket numbers, and, and on the field, the wins haven't been as much, but there was a week span where they beat uh, three ranked teams. I know that stood out to Coach Bragg and just getting to know him more. Uh, the, the, the baseball program is, is not where um, you expect it to be, but still going in that, that northerly direction, hopefully, this season, too. Yeah, people were excited about Coach Braga, and that's reflected in our season ticket numbers, which are the highest they've been in over a dozen years. And so we're, you know, that's positive forward momentum. You know, on the flip side, we've been pretty inconsistent in how we've played. We didn't start the season all that well. Then we caught fire around uh, around the Minute Maid series, and you know, stretched that into our midweek game against Houston, and then you know, took Game One of our three game series with Oklahoma, and so. Um, you know, and then and then we started to drop some games after that. So I saw Coach Braga last week, and I said, you know, the only good thing about being in, inconsistent is you know you won't be consistently bad. Mm-hmm. So at times we're gonna we're gonna pull out of that. And then the question is, how does he and his coaching staff and the leaders on our team really take that and try and extend those periods where where we're playing well? And I know it's a process, so. Um, we're, we're confident we're going to get there, though. This, this program has got a lot going for it, uh, and it all starts with the guy at the top. Stay tuned. More coming up. Uh, Joe and the other JP, JP Abercrombie, sit down, the assistant AD for student-athlete development, as we continue here on the podcast. We're back on the podcast this month with my special guest, J.P. Abercrombie. J.P. is the Assistant Athletic Director for Student-Athlete Development here at Rice. You've been with us for about five months. I have. It's been a good five months. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, You've gotten off to a great start, but uh, probably not everybody knows who you are, so why don't you give us a little bit about yourself, your background, where you're from, and and what interests you in, in Rice in this position? Yeah, sure. So I'll take you far back where I was born in Southern California. <laughs> uh, hang on a sec. 
<laughs> no, actually, actually, we do want to know. Uh, I think your background actually lends a lot to the position. So, uh, you know, just just tell us uh, yeah. more about yourself. So I actually grew up on the south side of Chicago. Um, I from a single parent household there, but had the opportunity to go to a really great school and also be a student athlete in high school. And for me, I think living on the south side of Chicago, just trying to figure out how to better myself, better my family, do right by my family, I um, wanted to go out east. So I was born on the west coast, had family in the south, grew up in the Midwest, and I decided to go out east to really find who I wanted to be, figure out life for myself. And that took me to Temple University, where I was a linguistics major, sociolinguistics, um, but also a cross country and track and field student athlete very involved with SAC and just things on the university side of, of life and had tremendous opportunities to figure out how to shape the student-athlete experience. And before I went to college, I thought I would be a speech pathologist. So my sophomore year, I really figured out that you could work in college athletics and not be a coach, not be an athlete. And that's when it took on a new meeting for me. I'm really passionate about the student-athlete voice, and I think a lot of that comes from my involvement in SAC as a student-athlete. So after my time at Temple, I had the chance to go out to UC Berkeley, get my master's, but also uh, work in student-athlete development there. And that was a unique experience just because Berkeley had 30 teams, 950 student-athletes. And when you talk about the holistic development for such a large group of people, and you're looking at a staff of two full-timers, that gets really hard to feel like you're making a direct impact on all of those students. So um, in addition to being so far away from home and, and my family and friends, I was looking for an opportunity to head back east, and that led me to Startville, Mississippi, where I spent the last four years um, primarily as an assistant AD for student-athlete development, life skills and community engagement um, with the Mississippi State Bulldogs. So that was a fun journey. Um, they have 16 teams, 450 student-athletes, so a greater opportunity to make a direct impact there, uh, not only within the athletic department, but Startville being such a small community lended itself to a lot of opportunities to get involved outside of athletics. But I think I'm a city girl at heart, so the opportunity to get back closer to a big city was something I couldn't pass up, along with the elite academic reputation of Rice. Um, the smaller department size from the student-athlete perspective, I felt like I could really come in and make an immediate impact, but also implement some systems that would help us uh, enhance the student-athlete experience and also increase our alumni engagement. So when people hear the word development, particularly as it relates to athletics, sometimes they think fundraising. Mm -hmm. You know, we call mm -hmm. that the euphemism for fundraising is development, right? Um, people also think about athletic development, strength and conditioning, sports mm -hmm. performance. Um, and, and you've talked about more holistic development. Why don't you dive into that a little bit more and tell our, our listeners what uh, what primarily uh, your objectives are in working with student-athletes? Yeah, so it's my job to support our students as they transition in, through, and beyond Rice University. And I think we have a great support staff academically. We have great coaches, nutritionists, sports psychologists, all these, all these other support services. But I kind of fill in that void everywhere else. So helping our students figure out who they want to become personally, finding their voice, um, giving them greater access to leadership development resources, but also navigating the career world. What do they want to become when they leave Rice? And a lot of that is about professional preparation. So resume writing, interview assistance, dressing for success, giving them opportunities to network and build their net worth while they're here, but then also the opportunity to pay it forward through community outreach and engagement. So bundle all that up together and do it for all of our 16 sports, 
that's what I get to do every day. And it's, it's never a dull moment. And you've come up with a great acronym for it. Why don't you tell our listeners about that? Yeah. So um, when I first got here, the first 30 to 60, even into 90 days, I did a lot of listening sessions. And with our, they were with our current student athletes, our head coaches, assistant coaches, campus partners, some of our alumni. And I just wanted to hear what the Rice student athlete experience was like, what the Rice student experience was like. So in all of that, the one word that kept coming up for me the most was opportunity. And Rice has a tremendous amount of opportunities. So that became the focal point of the work that I wanted to do here. And that acronym SOAR, and it stands for Student Athlete Opportunities for Advancement through Rice Values. I think Rice has a lot of great resources, but the difference for our student athletes is that they might not be able to know how to use them right off the bat, or they might come from uh, high schools or backgrounds where those resources didn't exist. So how can I help be a coach, a liaison for them to not only understand that those resources are there, but know how to use them effectively? So in a 150 days or so that you've been here, you've already started uh, with some events and activities for our student athletes. I went to one of them um, a few weeks back, the Beyond the Hedges event. Why don't you talk a little bit about some of the things that you've been doing specifically uh, for our student athletes. Yeah, so Beyond the Hedges is probably one of the greatest events that we had to kick it off in a big way. And we've done networking events here, but I think part of the the rebranding of that, the reimagining of that came from those conversations I had in those first 60 to 90 days. Um, That was a collaboration with our Rice Association, uh, uh, the alumni group, and just thinking about Sally Portal, thinking about alumni engagement, thinking about the R Association, you know, bringing Brett Parker in on this and seeing how we can do a better job of getting all of our letter winners back. So there was an opportunity to have about 30 different companies represented. Um, We welcomed 13 alumni back who are also former student athletes. And it was an opportunity for our student athletes to explore different career paths. Um, One of the things I told them at the beginning was that everyone in that room had something to teach them, but they had to be willing to learn. And I wanted to put forth an opportunity for our students to not only hear about a specific career path, but just learn from someone who's walked in their shoes or run a mile in their shoes before them. So it was about thinking about the life that they have in the hedges, but also how they can have a great one beyond the hedges. And you're partnering with other offices and departments on campus for programming. Um, Has there been one or two uh, um, offices that, that you think has been particularly helpful as you get your feet on the ground here? There are a lot of great resources here. I think the relationships that stand out the most, um, probably the Center for Career Development, that's obviously a big focus at an institution like Rice. A lot of tremendous opportunities to become successful. But again, the difference for our student-athletes is how do you manage academics? How do you manage athletics? How do you manage some semblance of a personal life and figure out who you are? All of these things going on at once. So helping them navigate the career world and, again, focus on the preparation for that so that they understand it's not just a job, but it's a career path that they could learn and grow and love into, that's something that I wanted to focus on. Um, Just in terms of general engagement, you know, multicultural affairs has been great. The Center for Civic Leadership, uh, OISS has been awesome. Our Association of Rice Alumni, the list kind of goes on and on, but I think that helps to show how many great resources we have here, which also underscores the importance of my role. There's a lot of great things happening, so how do we ensure that that's integrated into the student-athlete experience? And, you know, we you just finished talking about on-campus resources, but you mentioned Brett Parker earlier, mm-hmm. our associate director of the R Association, and, and uh, you know, that engagement with alumni. Um, 
Do you have a, a, a vision for what SOAR will become two, three, four years down the road? And how, how can alumni step forward to make an impact? Yeah, honestly, I think one of our greatest resources are people. And I think we can do a better job of figuring out who they are, where they are, and how to keep them engaged. So one of the things Brett and I have worked on in conjunction with a lot of our campus partners is figuring out how to better identify where our alumni are. So if you're listening to this, I hope you can reach back out to us and, and get engaged. You know, he's done a great job on Twitter and through other social media channels, but we want to make sure that we know who our people are and that we can keep them engaged. We're uh, figuring out what type of systems we can have put in place that'll keep that a sustainable effort and allow us to grow in both personal and professional development opportunities for our students. But I think the, the biggest call to action I can say right now is reach out. Please, we want to make sure that you're a part of this and can help us soar together. Well, JP, in five months here, you've had a phenomenal impact <laughs> on the Department of Athletics here at Rice. Uh, we're so happy you're here. And and uh, even more than, than me and, and fe uh, fellow staff members and administrators, I think our student athletes are really lucky to have you. So thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah, no problem. You know, I'm just striving to be great. So being I phenomenal is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, JP. And again, a big thanks to the other JP around here as we have uh, kidded ourselves since meeting each other. Easy to remember uh, each other's names, but uh, seriously, what a tremendous asset to have uh, JP Abercrombie here at South Main. As you already know, and we mentioned earlier, it's a pretty hectic time around here, so we're not able to get to questions on this episode, but store those up. And in the future, we will uh, certainly get to those here in an upcoming podcast. There will be a quick turnaround for the next one, but exciting things really to discuss in the near future. I am JP Heath, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast whenever, wherever that may be. And we want you out at any Rice event uh, supporting these amazing student-athletes. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next time on the podcast.